Hello everyone and thank you for coming back to yet another episode of The Gloving Paradigm. I am your host Peter aka LPD Dubuque and I really hope you guys are ready for this one because I'm going to be continuing on with the archetypes of gloving into the new advanced portion of the series which will be Archetypes of Gloving 201 and it's going to be covering all the gloving styles that we have out there and hopefully as new ones come around I can actually cover those as well. But to start things off in this series, I asked you guys which one I should cover first between impacting and conjuring, and you guys chose impacting. So, to start this all off, we're going to be covering impacting. Now, I can certainly tell you from my own experience, I love impact shows. Literally, the first YouTube video I watched was Skittles at Beyond Wonderland 2010 which was an impact show essentially and I've always enjoyed them. There's there's something about impact shows that are just so distinct from any other gloving style out there that I really think people really need to understand why this is such an iconic style in the gloving community and why we actually need to pay a good amount of attention to it and what we can actually learn from it. Okay, so to start things off, I need to cover a couple of things before we really get into the nitty gritty about impacting and that is well, a lot of people tend to think that impacting is just conjuring when it's not necessarily true. Yes, if you think as conjuring as an umbrella term, which I tend to do, because if you think about the term of conjuring just being the essence of manual light manipulation, then yeah, impacting is technically conjuring. But, but... The one thing people need to understand when it comes to impacting is that the dynamics of impacting are so far apart from the rest of what conjuring can do that it makes itself that distinct, okay? So, yes, conjuring as an umbrella term, it does facilitate that in impacting. You know, uh, impacting, conjuring, phasing are pretty much all the things that can fall under the umbrella term of conjuring. However, I will tell you that teleporting does not count under conjuring because to me conjuring in the umbrella term is any form of manual light manipulation. Now what I mean by manual is that you're physically changing the lights on your own, not in an automatic sense. As apart from teleporting, they're actually utilizing a feature in the light to do it for them. So they're not manually manipulating the light, they're actually manipulating the features within the light to create their effect. So I definitely want to get that out of the way. Okay. So, to all my conjurers out there, don't worry, your style will also be covered on the show as well. It's just, between the two, I wanted to see which one wanted to be covered first, and you guys voted, and unfortunately, Impacting really took that in the landslide. Like, holy crap, I didn't realize how many people actually really wanted to understand Impacting. But that's great! That's fantastic! Impacting is one of those awesome styles that everyone should at least try out. And just have some fun with it because to me impact shows have always been just pure fun to me there's no strict thing or ethos that you have to follow when it comes to it but there is a level of something you do have to abide to in order for it to really feel like an impact show but to a lot of people who tend to think that impact shows aren't really that much fun i can certainly tell you that they are they're really fun I know a lot of people who like doing impact shows and I just thoroughly enjoy watching impact shows. It's just the best way I can put it. An impact show is just like a breath of fresh air to me when it comes to shows. Okay. Cause I, you know, as much as I consume unhealthy amounts of content in various places, light shows are another thing that I pretty much consume on an 
an unhealthy amount as my partner would probably tell you <laughs> but but yeah to me anytime i see an impact show show up i just feel like i get a breath of fresh air it's you know it just it pulls itself so far away from the other styles that it's that's how it is for me so but now <laughs> let's get into the nitty-gritty of impacting shall we so the one thing that i know a lot of people want is the explanation of what impacting is and it's pretty interesting to try to describe it because it's i, I don't know it, in a way it's kind of like talking about morphing in a way where it, some people just say it's really hard to describe and you kind of have to watch it and so when it comes to impacting though it is a style of gloving that is highlighted by its utilization of two contrasting colors which is typically red and blue which i'll get into the reason why in a little bit to help magnify the techniques in gloving and create a lasting impact on the viewer Hence the term impacting, okay? So the main focus of impacting is utilizing the thumbs as your main dynamic feature with the precision being paramount in terms of disrupting the depth perception of your viewer as well as drawing them in, okay? So that's something you definitely need to understand when it comes to impacting. The biggest feature that people tend to not think about is the contrast between the colors that you're using in your, in your thumbs. Okay, and the reason why it's so typical to see red and blue is for a multitude of reasons. One, they're very contrasting colors in terms of light. Not only that, if you actually understand how light works in terms of wavelengths, red is the longest wavelength in terms of the color spectrum, as blue is more of the shortest wavelength. If you guys understand why the sky is blue, blue is the shortest wavelength, so it gets increased 10 times more, hence why the sky looks blue, okay? So that's one of the main reasons why red and blue are so prominent in impacting is because the contrast between them as colors as well as their wavelengths, okay? Now I know a lot of people are gonna say, well, that doesn't really matter, but I tend to disagree because it it's, <laughs> it's science, okay? When you actually apply science to an art like this, it actually really helped magnify the performance overall, at least in my opinion. I know a lot of people might disagree with me, it's, you know, not thinking about using science to help with their performances, but I do think that understanding the science behind lights and things like that will actually help you further your performance. Okay, so you have those. Okay, those are your pretty much the definitions I can give you. And, you know, a lot of people will tell you that some, that some lights work better than others. There are many different variations of these types of lights out there now which you know anyone probably will call them impact lights but there's a good decent list that you can choose from if you're actually interested in getting into impacting so to start with the lights you know we have the classic inova emissives which if you don't know what those are those are pretty much what the traditional ones are used for and i'll explain why then of course you have the enovas that amazing lights produced which i know that my younger brother has a pair of those and he's thoroughly enjoyed those every time he wants to dabble in impacting i thoroughly enjoyed those i wish there was more brightness to them in a way and i will certainly say when it came to the multiple colors that you can put into it i thought that was a great push in the right direction however i did feel like when you add like three colors to your eye you know the enovas and try to do a show that way i kind of felt like it detract from it because when it comes to impacting shows using a solid color like red or blue you know and you get that classic impact brightness in your face just being a solid color it that really kind of sells it for me and what the enova did if you did like full three colors it, it it was okay but it just felt like it didn't really pull or actually have that 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 oomph 
that traditional impact shows have with those types of lights. Now, if my favorite thing about the E-Nova's though, is when you're actually on the blink setting and you actually get the three colors blinking like that. Oh, I love that. I, I think that was the, that's probably one of the best pushes in the right direction for me when it comes to the blink at least. Again, I'm pretty much kind of digressing on that. So of course, ledgloves.com also has what they call the supernovas. I believe those are actually bulb chips, but don't worry about that because most novas are gonna be used as bulb chips as it is. And having that clear solid color is just really what sells the, sh the show for me. So you have that. Of course, there's the OSMs that have an iNova mode. And of course, the Spectras have an iNova mode. I think some people were kind of confused on that. I'm not entirely sure. And I couldn't really find the information to confirm or deny that. So if you guys could confirm or deny that, that'd be great. So I can have the proper information for everybody. And of course, there's the Azotex. I have no idea where to get those. I tried finding where they are and I couldn't really find them so but those are out there and there's <laughs> there are the two specific ones that people always try to tell people to go for and that's the supernovas or the emissos now i'll explain here in a little bit why that is because there's a certain feature in these two specific ones that a lot of impactors you know sought after and that's what they want so to understand a very simple well, it's not really, it's simple on paper. It's not really simple in practice, but it is simple on paper when you write it out. But when it comes to the techniques and impacting, the first thing you do need to analyze is the lights, okay? Now, of course, everybody should know when it comes to an impact show, the thumbs are gonna be your main feature, okay? And if you think about it, when it comes to conjuring as an umbrella term and impacting, impacting came first. And it makes sense in a historical and evolutionary sense because when it comes to something being brand new and people experimenting with, they're gonna try something very simple. So if you think conjuring came first, it, kind of did but not really it came in the form of impacting because just doing your thumbs was a very very simple form of conjuring you only need to focus on those two lights then as time went on people started experimenting more with trying like four lights that's why you get certain impact shows that actually you see them changing their middle fingers to become a blink and it actually matches up with their lights on the thumbs and things like that then eventually just kind of grew from there from six to eight to the full set and that's where we actually have conjuring now is using all the lights okay now when it comes to impacting though it's it's very simple on paper and then of course you know the evolutionary part going into conjuring but i can certainly tell you with my dabbling in, in impacting has been <laughs> it's been very trying when every time i tried it because there's just so much things that you have to take into consideration and there's just so many things you need to keep yourself aware of that it could feel daunting, but that should not deter you from actually trying out this style. Okay, but back to the lights, you know, thumbs being contrasting colors, red and blue is your typical one. You know, when it comes to using other colors besides red and blue, it's been actually really hard because again, those colors can bring such a strong impact on the show, hence the term, that it's really hard for people to actually try to branch out. Now I've seen people use orange and green, which is a good step in the right direction but I still don't feel like you get that same level. Now you could probably do green and purple and it might work. I I don't know, <laughs> you can try it. Uh, I know when it comes to just the the iNovas, like the, the bulb chip ones, especially if you're using like the traditional Novas and you're using a clear purple bulb, when you go to your DOPS mode, you're going to have that little red line going through your DOPS. So that might detract from the show itself. 
again, you can try it. I would probably not try it, but again, that's where experimentation comes in and I will never tell any of my viewers or listeners to not experiment or try things out. You know, that again, how can you know if something works if you never even attempted to try it? You know, that that's how I look at it. So, but contrasting colors is the key when it comes to impacting, at least for me. To my eyes, the contrast is what really sets it apart from any other show, okay? Because that's what they're focusing on. They're focusing on showing you the contrast between the two colors. That way your eyes can actually focus on one color and then the other color being such a high contrast to that color, it's gonna draw your attention to that one, which that's the effect that you want to have when it comes to your impact shows. You want your thumb lights actually as you're doing your sequences, actually like draw the attention of your viewer's eyes to whatever light that you want to draw their attention to. So like, for example, I'm using the red light and my viewer's seeing the red light and then they see the blue light, that's gonna draw their eyes to that and that's what you want to have. You want those colors to grab your, your, your viewer's eye and say, hey, focus over here now because this is what's gonna happen. Okay, so that's, that's one of the big things that people need to understand when it comes to impacting, okay? Now, it is a very simple, simplistic setup when it comes to your fingers okay now traditionally it's always been and i've always enjoyed doing it this way now i'll give you guys a couple of tips that you kind of spice this part up but traditionally what a lot of impactors like doing especially when i was first getting into gloving is that they will have their index ring and pinky be in rgb mode which is you know the traditional e-raven mode and oftentimes they'll either have the middle finger be that or they'll have it yellow. And it's usually another set of iNovas on the middle fingers. That way it kind of breaks up that kind of, I don't want to say monochromatic because there's multiple colors, but that stagnation of just being a single set, you know, it kind of breaks that up and it's, and it works. It works really, really well. And again, yellow being contrasting towards red and blue is another good example. You know, they're granted they're the primary colors color, but they are very contrasting to each other that you, you know, your eyes are going to be able to spot them out throughout all the colors, right? So with that being said, you also have the ability to use palm lights. Now, not everybody uses palm lights, especially when it comes to impacting. However, I will certainly tell you that I have always enjoyed palm lights and impact shows especially if your your lights are set up in a way where if you're using your thumb lights and you're pointing it into your palm i like it when it actually washes out the palm light so you actually can focus on the whole spotlight that the the nova is doing on your palm and the other thing i also like when it comes to palm lights is that if you're using palm lights you try to get the blinks to match the colors that you're using on your thumbs i don't know why but it just it's much more pleasing to me to see that now i know certain people like using whites for their their palm lights which is fine my only issue is that is if you're doing the whole pointing the light into your palm thing to get the whole spotlight effect that white really kind of detracts it for me it kind of breaks that that hole that it has you know that that attention grabber thing so that's how i feel about it i know a lot of people might disagree and i'm totally okay with that but that's how i just feel about it all right, now here's one thing I definitely wanted to explain to everybody is that when it comes to at least the Novas and impacting, not trying to say the literary trope, but there is a rule of three, okay? And it's <laughs> it's super important to understand this rule of three when it comes to impacting because it's literally what dictates how you're gonna operate with your lights, all right? So first things first is the Nova program, which is the lights features that it has. So you have now, a lot of people will tell you it's either, you know, solid strobe, strobing, or whatever. The term that I've used since the Enova exists 
is I like to say ribbon, dops, and blink. Okay, not blinky. There is a major difference between blinky and blink. And blink is just that traditional iNova slow, steady blink as blinky is its own separate thing. Okay, so please do not get those mixed up. I'm not saying that blinky is on iNova, it is just simple blink. Okay, those are your three modes that you have on iNova, okay? You know, it always starts on the high beam, which is your solid or ribbon. Then you have your low beam, which is your dops, and then you have blink, okay? Now, understanding these modes is what's going to help you facilitate and magnify your performance as an impactor altogether. Now, there's another thing that people need to understand is that there is a three second rule, okay? And the three second rule is this. When you turn on the iNova, let's just say it's an off position, you turn it to the, you know, to the solid. If you count three seconds and then push the button again, it's going to turn off. But if you push that button within that three seconds, it's going to go to the next mode. Now this, this is why I keep telling people you need to understand and really get a grasp of what your lights are capable of doing. Because if you do, this is the type of style that comes from that, okay? We can actually utilize that understanding of our lights to magnify our performance in a much bigger sense, okay? And this is why I love impacting so much because they take to heart understanding your light chips. And this is the reason why, okay? So you have the three second rule in terms of changing between positions, but there's another thing that I definitely want to explain. There's a three second hold rule. Now, when it comes to specific ones like the traditional emissive Enova, Inovas, excuse me, or the supernovas, when you're on a mode and you push you push the button down within the three seconds before it just turns off, it's gonna turn off as you're holding the button. Now, with if you hold that button longer than three seconds, it's just gonna restart back to where it was. Like, let's say you turn it on to high and then you hold it for more than three seconds, it's gonna be back on high. That's just how it works. But if you hold it within the three seconds and let go, it's going to shift into the next mode. So let's say I turn it on and within the first three seconds, I push down on the button. It's gonna look like I turned it off, but as soon as I let go within that three seconds, it's gonna go to the second mode of DOPS. This is extremely important when it comes to a really good impacting show because it allows you to actually have this timing sequence between your two thumbs that you can do really, really cool effects. Now, if you guys haven't seen any of his shows, I highly, highly recommend watching it, but TNT Fry or PM Fry, everybody should understand who Fry is. He's one of the biggest well-known impactors out there. There is a couple of shows that he actually have his thumbs pushed into his palms and the, both of the lights are turned off and he'll turn one on and then his sequence is pretty much pushing down on that light that's turned on to turn it off and turning on the other one and kind of bouncing between the modes that way. And once he actually gets to the blink mode, he'll actually have both of them on and kind of like do this little liquid jellyfish pull apart thing. Okay, that's one of the things that I love about impacting shows is when you actually manipulate your lights to their fullest capabilities, you're able to create these effects that are just absolutely jaw-dropping. Like that, for example, that's one of those big jaw-dropping things for me. Okay, so that's one of the things that people definitely need to understand when it comes to impacting. Like the emissives are like the godsend for impacting. At least in my opinion, they are the godsends because you're able to pull off features like that to actually really magnify your shows. <laughs> so if you really want to get to the full advanced level of impacting, strive to get your hands on some emissives. Now, I will certainly tell you, they are not going to be cheap. They're going to be rather expensive, but 
you're not buying a whole set of 10, you're only buying two, okay? Now, the maximum extent I would probably tell people is to buy four so you can do the little middle finger thing, which is always great in an impact show in my opinion because it really helps bring more contrast, you know? So definitely if you're really interested in getting into impacting, you know, going with the supernovas or the enovas if they still actually make them or the azotecs, you know, those are perfectly fine to help you get your, you know, yourself into the water to try it out. But if you're one of those people who really, really enjoy impacting, really, really want to push it to the next level, emissives is what you want, all right? So definitely wanted to give you guys that kind of heads up with understanding and manipulating your light to their full extent is going to massively have an impact on your show altogether. And that's what I love about impacting is that they took to heart the understanding and the inner workings of their light to actually utilize it to their biggest abilities. All right. So moving on, we're going to go into understanding the dynamics of impacting. Okay. So featuring showcasing the contrast is huge is what really puts it on its own separate plane. And I don't even I can't really even think that Conjuring does this to this extent. I know some of them try, but impacting just is main feature is that contrast. And that's what really sells the show, in my opinion, at least. One thing that people need to understand is when it comes to impacting shows, your thumbs need to act as the focal point of the show, okay? That's why when you see people doing impacting shows, they'll do like their finger rolls where it's kind of like, I call these cage rolls because that's what it looks like where you know they kind of have their their fingers somewhat curled and they're rolling their thumbs between their fingers and having that light peek through each finger gap right that's how it's still the focal point your your eyes are still drawn to the thumb light even if it's in the cage and stuff because that's what the show is all about is that's your focal point that's the dynamic that you're trying to convey is that as long as you're making sure that the focal point is your thumb of whatever color that you're using then you're doing it right Okay, because if you're doing things that is not drawing the attention to the light that impacting is so well known for, then you're not really doing impacting because you're not making that the focal point. And that's one of the big things about impacting is that the thumbs are the focal points. That's the main feature. Okay, now... I understand that nobody really helped me give me any answers when I asked the question, so you guys really put my research and studying skills to the absolute test, but there was a couple of people that say that you don't really need to learn the fundamentals in order to do impacting, which I will certainly say I disagree with that because if you think about it in a dance form, you know, you have contemporary, you have ballroom, you have hip hop and all this stuff. They have these staple moves that to them, to a lot of people in the community, that if you're not doing these specific moves the right way, you're, then you're not really doing the show right. It's not like, you know, you can say that I'm doing ballet, but then I'm doing, you know, you know, pop locking. That does... <laughs> You know, ballet doesn't do that. You know, ballet has its set of rules. Every dance form has a set of rules to help solidify that art form, you know, that style. And so to the people who say that you don't have to have the fundamentals of impacting in order to do an impact show, I disagree because those fundamentals of impacting is what solidifies impacting as its own style. Now, I will certainly agree with the people that are saying that, you know, they should create their own style with it, which I I do agree. Here's the thing when it comes to the fundamentals of any style, 
when you use the fundamentals that help solidify that, you're able to take that as a building block. Fundamentals are literally kind of like blank slates when it comes to developing a style, especially if it's your own, okay? Those are your foundation building blocks that you need to understand and master, and then you can adapt your own style on top of that and create your own style through impacting, okay? So that's one major thing I need you guys to understand that the fundamentals of impacting is absolutely paramount in order to be sold as an impacting show. So definitely keep that in mind. Now, one major thing that people do need to understand is that they need to master sequencing when it comes to impacting, okay? I've seen plenty of shows where people are literally doing awesome tech and they're able to switch the lights on and off in the middle of their tech that really help, again, keeping that focal point in their lights. It's just, oh, that's beautiful work, okay? And that's them understanding how to sequence things. Now, I had a friend starting when I really started gloving who, the best way I can put it, it was like impact conjuring type show. And it was, it, it, oh my God, it was beautiful. It was absolutely beautiful, okay? So he used classic emissive inovas in his fingers, but he didn't have anything in his thumbs because his fingers were gonna be the focal point, okay? And as he would go through his show, granted his pinkies would stay on dots because I understand pinkies are like the weakest finger and you know those i novas back in the day were not the easiest buttons to push i can certainly tell you from my own experience because those were my first sets were the i novas that i kind of cobbled together through fry's electronics type deal all right he had his little sequence routine where he would click on two lights and they would switch over and that would be part of his show and you know he'd be doing his thing and then it would get to a point where he had his sequencing down to the point where he can get all of them into dots mode and then he get them all into into blink mode and all this stuff like it was just beautiful work and this guy just really practiced on his sequencing to get it to this level of a performance and i thought it was absolutely beautiful i wish i really wish i actually had that show recorded because you guys would have been like holy crap that's awesome you know so <laughs> when it comes to understanding your sequencing again understanding your lights are going to help you sequence better okay you know you, you gotta understand the three second rule if you wait longer than three seconds to change the light it's just going to turn off if you do it under three seconds, it's gonna to change to the next mode. Now, if you wanna kind of delay the change and you hold it, you can hold it up to three seconds. Otherwise, it's just gonna reset and go back to the beginning, okay? So understanding that and getting your sequencing down is going to magnify your performance altogether. And I can certainly tell you, I know I can hear a lot of impactors right now saying, yes, this is exactly what needs to be told, <laughs> you know? So I'm not saying that you have to keep your sequencing your sequencing so consistent you know you just understanding how to properly like change like if you want to go from like red to blue and you want to get that seamless change from jumping from one thumb to the other you got to understand how to time it properly and click properly okay so with that being said we're gonna go over some pitfalls that i felt like a lot of people were always talking about and some things that people they want to avoid again i've done hours upon hours of researching and reading and scouring through comments and just trying to understand where people stand on certain things so one major pitfall that people need to avoid is colors that don't contrast okay so like if you use red and orange they're not really contrasting and it's just going to look very homogenized in my opinion so contrast is majorly important okay one other thing that a lot of people always talk about is I'm gonna call it the retina problem. What a lot of people are talking about is when people who just get into impacting and that you can clearly tell that they haven't had a lot of experience in, with it, you know, that they, <laughs> a lot of people say that they just point the lights into their eyeballs too much and they keep them there for too long. Now, I will certainly tell you that when it comes to 
the solid, you know, the first mode, you don't have to be right in their eye. A lot of people will even tell you that if you point to the center of their bridge of the nose, that's perfectly acceptable because it's not directly in their eye, but it's close enough to their eyes so they still get that big blasting impact thing, you know. And of course, when it comes to the second mode, not a lot... <laughs> For some reason, I, a lot of the newer impactors don't don't typically do this anymore, and I don't understand why. Because I love this feature is when you get onto the DOPS mode, and again, if you guys actually watch Skittles Beyond Wonderland 2010 video, he has him on the second mode, and he kind of has two fingers up, and he's you know doing classic whipping, and you actually see the color of his thumb lights on those fingers, and you get that whole strobing effect. I love it when they do that because it just brings out this whole nother layer in their show of just showing like, hey, look what look what these lights are capable of doing. And I always like having that little light spotlight, like strobe effect that it provides. Like, it, oh, it's just great. So if you're somebody into impacting, definitely try that out. I always love it when I see that because you get that cool strobing spotlight glow effect. It's just awesome. Okay, but when it comes to pointing the lights into your viewer's face you don't need to be up that freaking close and you don't have to point it directly into their retinas okay because a lot of people will say that it hurts their eyes after a while and i can certainly agree because too much of exposure just damage you know it hurts your eyes so the people who are trying out impacting try to remember not to point so directly into their eyes but if you point towards the center of the bridge of their nose it's it's perfectly fine and it doesn't do that much damage and you still get that kind of effect that impacting has Okay, so definitely want to kind of cover that little pitfall. And again, improper technique. I can certainly tell you from my experience, it's not super easy getting the sequencing down. So that's something you definitely want to practice on. And of course, just a lot of people will tell you that when it comes to impacting, you need to forget everything that you know about gloving because, again, this is a very specific style that just operates on a different playing field than any other style. It even operates on such a different playing field than conjuring that it's its own archetype that's why you know impacting is very very far apart from what conjuring is because of the dynamic okay and of course there are techniques that you need to understand when it comes to impacting and again those are your your fundamentals and things like that now there are certain things that you can keep in mind like liquid and whips and stuff like that but there's a couple other things like impact shows when it comes to tutting takes on a different role okay and it's supposed to help you know distort your viewers perception and really kind of screw around with their depth perception and things like that but there is a very certain way and i can't really describe how to go about tech and impact shows because again i'm not an impactor but i highly appreciate the form you know it's it's very difficult to actually get it pulled off again i would say somebody like fry really really actually had a good way of going about doing tech with impacting and really keeping the the essence of impacting with the light manipulation even when he's doing tech so it's really difficult to explain and i would definitely recommend watching any of his shows so you can get a good idea what i'm talking about so again studying your techniques when it comes to impacting is extremely important uh i will certainly say finger lights pulling the focus away from your impacting is going to be a major pitfall like i've seen this once and gladly never saw it again and i hope i never see it again but somebody who was starting out in impacting because that was the first style he decided to go into he decided to use hyper strobe on all of his fingers that 
super pulled away from his thumbs and pulled away from that focal point of his thumbs because hyperstrobe is just a very bombastic style flashing pattern and it just screams for attention you know that's that's how i always felt about flash that type of flashing pattern of hyperstrobe is that it just screams at you it wants your attention it grabs your attention really hard you know so don't use hyperstrobe on all of your fingers when you're doing impacting. To me, it just pulls away from the focal point because you want those thumbs to really stick out to your viewer. You don't want to use flashing patterns that's going to pull away from that focal point, all right? So definitely keep that in mind. Now, when it comes to palm lights, I will certainly tell you they're not absolutely necessary. I enjoy them. You don't have to, but I do enjoy them. Typically, people either use white or they have colors that are matching the thumbs. Now, I know that I've... I can't remember which show. It's another Skittles show. I, I just can't remember the the place that he was, the venue. But it's his Heaven and Hell set. And he had palm lights in and there were red-blue flashing. All right, they were pretty much red-blue, just hyper-strobe kind of deal. I like it when people use those when they're doing the red and blue because, again, when you point it into your palms, it kind of washes out that color and of course you get that one little tiny blink of the contrasting color and that always added a nice little twinkle effect to me and i always enjoyed that now certain people like using white and that's totally fine i just kind of like when the palm lights match the colors of the thumb lights it just works better to me it just feels better it, that's just me okay i just want to put that out there and you can do impacting with your palm lights. I don't think anyone really understands it. I know some people might say, no, it's the thumbs. You can only impact with the thumbs. However, I will certainly tell you, if you actually watch Gummy's show at 420 Fest, he actually does a small form of impacting with his palm lights and it can work. It really can work because, you know, especially if you have them off the majority of the show and then you finally turn them on, that's going to be a huge impact on your viewer because they're going to, that was never expected to them. And so having something unexpected like that is going to really, really facilitate that impact. Hence the term. <laughs> I, God, why do I keep doing that? Oh, well. So here are my final words of advice. So again, like everybody will tell you, forget everything that you know about gloving when it comes to impacting because it has its own set of I know some people would say don't call them rules, they're more like guidelines, but I'm going to call them rules because if you think about it in the terms of rule of thumb, you get, you get where I'm coming from, right? You know, <laughs> not trying to be a pun or anything, but I'm just saying if you think about it in the terms of rule of thumb, that's, that's where it comes, that's where it comes in. All right, you know, there's a structure to impacting that makes it impacting and not following that structure is not going to be impacting. You know, that's those are the staple foundational moves to create impacting and that's why you need to follow it. Okay, there is a group on Facebook that you guys can check out and it's called the Impact Asylum. It is has everything and anything that deals with impacting. Unfortunately, I'm not part of that group, so I can't really give you all the details, but there are plenty of people in the Glover's Lounge and other various places that are also members of that group. So if you definitely want to de delve in deeper into impacting, I would highly, highly suggest getting yourself into that group and really do not be afraid to ask questions, okay? <laughs> ask questions as many times. Somebody will answer. Sometimes people don't, but 
if you keep persist well not persisting but persevering in your your quest of an getting answers you will find people who will be gladly to help you with that and of course impact asylum is probably the best place you can go to get any impacting needs and of course when it comes to all styles of gloving and all my listeners have heard me say this time and time again that blunt force trauma and repetition gets it right every time when it comes to impacting i will certainly say it does take a considerable amount of time and patience to get these forms down to get these techniques down just like any other gloving practice that you should be doing you you know it come down to that great mantra i always say blunt force trauma and repetition gets it right every time you know you can't can never always say that the drill sergeant is wrong but when it comes to this this saying i feel like it's so true all right but that's pretty much all for my episode for this day i didn't realize it was gonna go this long so hopefully with my editing i can get it down to be much shorter so you guys don't have another whole hour where you guys are hearing me just rambling on but yeah that is pretty much the end of my episode i would like to thank everybody who's been liking the page so far it is really crazy again i'm going to have my internet stalled in today at the time of this recording next friday which is if i remember correctly is august 2nd is when i'm going to be having my ama because i thought that the end of the month was on a friday but it's not and unfortunately with my schedule change i don't want to start an ama at like eight o'clock in the morning pacific time and then have to stop at like 1 30 to go to work so on my next day off which will be the which will be that friday the first friday of august is when i'll be having my ama so be sure to write down all your questions and give me all your questions already so i can actually have that prepared there are other various places that you guys can hit me up at if you have any questions that haven't been covered in this episode first place is of course my facebook page which is aptly named the gloving paradigm it's not really hard to find. I post pretty much as much as I can through all, all the various groups so you guys can have chances to interact with me. You can also hit me up at my email, which is muttonchopguy at gmail.com. And you can also find me on Reddit under the username muttonchopguy as well. And of course, I have my own Discord server that you guys can hop in on. It is going to be linked in this episode's description. So go ahead and click on that link. I once again want to say thank you to everybody who has liked the page, who has been enjoying this show so far. Please do not ever hesitate to give me any feedback of things that you guys want to hear from me or different ideas that I can go about to make this show much better for everybody. I would certainly hope to hear from you guys soon, but that is pretty much all from me today. So I am your host, Peter, aka LPD8 Dubuque, and I'll see you guys all next week.